Welcome to the Renovating Riches Radio Podcast. And today, it's a very special day because we have a lady in the house. Ladies in the house. Yes, Jackie Swaggerty. She's a real estate investor in uh, the Houston area that uh, I've actually met probably about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago or so. And um, I wanted to bring somebody that was on the female side that was killing it. And she's actually doing all of that. How are you? Awesome. How are you? Good, good. So if this is the first time you watch us, don't forget to hit share, like, and subscribe. You know, make sure you turn the bell on if you're on YouTube. If um, you're listening to us in um, Apple, you know, Stitcher, whatever, make sure you go and turn the notifications on and um, just give us a five-star review. No, nothing less. If you got something less, then let us know. Anyways, who is Jackie? Like, um. Where do you come from? Like social security number, bank account number, <laughs> that kind of deal, right? The backstory is pretty complicated. Uh, I was born in San Diego and I grew up in Japan. Uh, my dad is a nuclear scientist, so we kind of hopped around. And um, then we landed in New Mexico maybe 15 years ago. Uh, he worked for the Los Alamos National Lab. And um, I got my degree in business. I always wanted to be a real estate investor. I, that's what I aligned my life to do. And So you went to... To university, which university? I, I, well, I went to uh, New Mexico Military Institute for high school. Um, it was a four-year boarding school. I was 13 entering high school, and it was also a junior college, so that was kind of tough because I was the youngest one. Some of the people there were like 23. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How old were you back then? <laughs> 13. 13? Going into high school, yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and it was military boarding school, so it was, it was really neat. It was very different. Um, and why did it take you so like early? Like, was it early for you, or uh, I skipped a grade in Japanese public school, and so uh, I, I went from Japanese public school to an international school, and ended up kind of skipping most of second grade, or maybe it was third grade, something like that. So I was always the youngest in my class, okay. which was tough. Like my high school freshman picture, my eyes still had teeth coming in. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was pretty embarrassing. Wow. Um, but <laughs> it made funny. me tough, you know. That's funny. Um, and it was a boarding school, so I was really young and away from home. And then I um, got a full-ride scholarship to Eastern New Mexico State University where I got my bachelor's degree in business. Okay. Um, I, if they had a degree in real estate investing, that's what I would have done. But there's just not a lot of, you know, professional education out there for that. I think uh, I was actually looking at it a couple of years ago, and now there's a real estate career yeah um, I would have loved that so I thought about enrolling but then I'm like okay I'm gonna listen to a guy that's never done real estate talk about real estate exactly and so that, that's as far as I went yeah um, but um, okay so you graduated um, university and then what do you do um, so I graduated college in 2009 and the four years leading up to graduation I got to see the market just go wild and I was so excited to graduate college and get into real estate investing because people were buying and selling houses like crazy and then I graduated in 2009 and it was like crickets the only right. thing out there was the bottom of the market it was foreclosures I was in a town of 10,000 people so there wasn't any mentoring or anything like that for me all of my mentoring came in the form of reiclub.com, which was kind of the online forum before Bigger Pockets took off. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really active on there, just reading and absorbing everything I could, um, reading all the books I could. 
But then I couldn't find a job. I just wanted a job in real estate. I'd done a lot of property management through college. Um, and uh, I, I couldn't find a job at all. I, I had a great GPA and everything. And um, I got really discouraged one day after three months of looking for a job after getting my degree. And the Dodge Challenger had just come out. And I'm kind of a car freak, uh, which is odd for a girl. But right. um, I, w I went to, to the car lot to check it out. And they hired me. So my first job out of college, I actually ended up selling cars, and it was in a farm town, so it was mostly Dodge Cummins. Wow. And um, so it was, it ended up being a blessing in disguise, you know, kind of everybody, I got a lot of flack for getting my degree and then going right into selling cars, but um, there is no better crash course sales training in overcoming objections and stuff than selling cars. Wow. And because where I sold cars was so quiet, it was a small town, I sold a few cars a week, but I had to be there working, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. So I took all of Dodge Chrysler Jeep's uh, sales training. Um, and that was 100% applicable into real estate. And then um, I met a guy there at the dealership who was getting his, his truck fixed. I ended up moving across the state with him. And then I waitressed my way through getting my real estate license. And it was it was tough getting started. Um, you know, I had to I had to work three jobs most of the time and just hustle because I was in New Mexico and there's not a lot of opportunity there. Um, but I did it, and I I spent the first five years or so in my early 20s, my real estate career as a full-time real estate agent. Okay. Still wanting to be a real estate investor, but just not a lot out there. And so so you got your license, and then you became an agent. Mm -hmm. And how did how did that business look like for you um, during all that time? Um, well, I tried to align myself with a company that was doing a lot of work in foreclosures because I wanted to learn about real estate investing, and the only, that was the only way I could do it. And it was a really small little mom-and-pop shop, and so there wasn't any good training or anything. Um, but every morning, I would show up at the office at 9 o'clock, I'd sit down with my coffee, and I would comp out a commercial property because I really wanted to be in commercial real estate. Um, but I felt like I was, you know, a 22-year-old girl and I didn't belong in the commercial real estate field. Um, so I just paid my dues as a realtor in residential and I comped out commercial stuff for fun. And, um, <laughs> and uh, then um, I had a few opportunities land in my lap that I didn't take advantage of because I wasn't with the right partner at the time. Um, specifically, I was working with a, a credit union, and they had a portfolio of houses they had recently taken back. They renovated those houses, and the lender, Louise, came to me first and said, Jackie, I have an amazing deal. We're doing in-house financing, a portfolio loan. You can buy these three houses. They don't need any repairs. Zero down, uh, no closing costs, in-house financing at 1.99% APR. Wow. It was a home run. And I went to my boyfriend at the time, and he basically said, well, what would you do if a hot water heater went out? And I didn't know anything about hot water heaters. And I was like, well, I don't know. I guess I'd buy a new one. And he just completely discouraged me. And so my beginning getting started was really tough because I kept coming up against walls, even when opportunities were landing in my lap. Um, so I'm a big believer that you really have to have the right partner or spouse behind you because if you don't especially on the female side you know if you're kind of taking that you know traditional submissive role you're just gonna hit wall after wall after wall and you have to and I'm a very uh, I would say you know outgoing overcoming kind of personality and I still just couldn't overcome the person that I was living with doubting me right Wow so you had opportunity to show up and you couldn't 
basically bank on it because of that support. You didn't have the support. No, yeah. Um, and so how long were you a realtor for? Mm. Well, I'm still a realtor. So I don't know. Uh, I got my license in 2011, I think, 2012. So, so mm. you've been a realtor now for eight years, mm -hmm. roughly. Mm -hmm. And when did you make that transition into real estate investing? Finally. Um, well, earlier on, I had bought a foreclosure uh, when they had that $8,000 first-time homebuyer tax oh, yeah. credit. Yep. So I bought a little foreclosure. I, I did that too. Yeah. <laughs> and um, actually, I did that, uh, to backtrack a little bit, I did that while I was selling cars. And every night I would come home from work and I would work on the foreclosure myself because I was living in it. This wow. was after my divorce. So I was living here by myself and I had okay. wood paneling. I'd take all the paneling down, took the carpet out, never take carpet out by myself again. <laughs> you okay. do that once and you yeah. hire that out from then on. So that was one of my first little experiences. And I made probably 20000 on it. Um, okay. And I got, I, I, had I got some roommates to help me pay the rent on it. So that was my first little deal. And then... Um, then I, then I met this guy that... And this is in New Mexico, right? This is in New Mexico, okay. yeah. That one was in Portales. Then I moved to Las Cruces, and um, then I was with a partner that just wasn't working for me with, with real estate investing. Um, so I really struggled breaking into it. Uh, then I moved to an even smaller city, Silver City, and um, I was trying to get into commercial there. I was doing really well as a real estate agent. Um, I was doing estate sales on the side. I had a little estate sale company, Silver City Estate Sales, and that was doing really well. Um, but I still just wanted to be a real estate investor, and there just really wasn't anything there for me uh, as an investor. Or you couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. I, don't, I didn't have anybody around me. I didn't have right. any kind of mentor. There weren't any groups or clubs or networking events, nothing. The only thing I had were books and whatever I could find online. So it really started when I moved to Houston four years ago, because by then I had a decade of obsessive, you know, reading. Wanting to be a yeah. <laughs> and finally I'm in a city where like I could actually do something with it. So I just like hit the ground running. Okay. And how did that look like when you moved here? Um, so the first house I bought, it was a sight unseen for me because I was living in Wisconsin at the time and I was nine months pregnant. I was too pregnant to fly. So I was shopping on Zillow because I wasn't even using HAR or anything. And um, I found the right house and uh, we paid full market value for it, which was fine. It was in a good neighborhood. Um, just happy to get that first house done. Yeah. Moved into it. Um, and then uh, Juliet was about three months old at the time and I started door knocking. So I door knocked my neighborhood. Um, I made some little cards. I just went door to door asking if anybody knew anyone yeah. looking to sell a house. And uh, three doors down from me, there was an older man named Will, who was like, yes, actually, I am interested in selling my house and it needs a lot of repairs. And um, so I bought that house and I did another owner-occupant, 5% down conventional loan, which is great, you know, like 3.25% financing, right. um, and moved into it and fixed it up while we lived in it. We still live in it now and turned the other one into a rental. Okay. So that was number two. Um, then I did a mail out and I uh, got number three. And um, on all of this, you know, I've got tiny baby or then I'm pregnant. Um, so I, my goal was just to buy two rentals a year while I had these babies. Okay. Um, and I hit that. I've been doing this three years now. I've got six rentals and now I'm, now the babies are finally three and one and I'm ready to like actually rock and roll. Good, good. So how many properties do you have right now? 
Um, including the flips, I think 10 maybe. Ten. I'd have yeah, to Yeah, because you're flipping houses now, right? Yeah, so we've got six rentals and then um, four flips right now or five. Yeah. What got you into flips? Uh, so my husband's worked as an engineer for about 12 years. Mm -hmm. And last Christmas, um, he's wanted to get into real estate investing with me. But the plan was for me to build a portfolio um, to provide enough income for him to quit comfortably. Right. And it was about Christmas last year, and um, I'd contracted a house that didn't really make a good rental. And I tried wholesaling it, but I wasn't really successful in wholesaling it. Um, so I was like, well, let's just buy it, and it can be our first flip. And so we were talking about it, and I was like, you know what? You could do this, and you could try it. We've got enough to make it six months. And um, and if it doesn't work out, you have to go get a job, which is what you already have. Right. So like, if you're already living the worst case scenario, you might as well, you know, throw caution to the wind and give it a shot. Right. And so um, that house was great. It was in is it West Chase, Westbury? I I don't know Houston very well yet either. Um, it flooded a lot in that area, but this house didn't flood. And I bought it for a hundred thousand. The ARV was about three hundred thousand, and we made wow. a really it was a fifteen hundred square foot house. We did really well on it. Um, and that was the beginning of this year, and now we've flipped like somewhere between five and ten. I'd have to count, and we've got like four going on now. I well, think. Good, good. Yeah, so, it's going good. So, what allowed you to like expand your, uh, I guess, your flipping business now? Um, you know, how do you get to have that many properties? My lender, for sure. Um, I went straight from bank financing to a private money lender. Right. Um, I'd worked with jet lending and I'd worked with hard money lenders. You know, I'd run some properties through them, but nothing that I closed on. And then um, I was under contract on a house that was a, like a home run of a deal. And um, Hurricane Harvey hit. And the sellers almost backed away and um, because the appraiser just wasn't coming and wasn't coming and wasn't coming. And I showed up and I said, you know, I'm going to need to get this extension signed because the appraisal won't come and that's all we need to close. And they were like, sorry, Jackie, we're not going to sign this extension. It was on like a Monday night. And they were like, you have until Friday. So um, that's when I figured out private money. And I closed on the house with private money. And then I, the whole world of real estate opened up for me because, and so I have an amazing private money lender partner um, that I work with. He's, I've always run, because I enjoy working with him so much, I've always run my properties through him first before going to other private money lenders, mm -hmm. and he always ends up funding it. So um, he's pretty much the only lender. No, I've worked with a few, maybe three or four other private money lenders, but he's definitely the main one. We have like... 800,000 outstanding with him right now. So private money is basically being the catalyst to uh, scaling your flipping business. Yeah. Um, and now you're, you got sort of four flips going on plus your rentals. So you have uh, like about 10 houses on your hands. You mm -hmm. could have more. Uh, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but she's taking it easy right now, which is... Trying to, trying to grow in a healthy manner, not too crazy. Yeah, and don't, don't want to scale chaos, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and actually, you're, you're about to close on one that you flipped, uh, which is on the 300,000. Yeah. Uh, actually, almost 400 grand uh, mm -hmm. ARV. When is that closing? December 10th. Okay. Eight so days away. Nine days away, yeah. Yeah, we'll days gross like 85, net 65, something like that on that Good. one. Yeah. On one flip. So for those of you out there looking and watching, you can do two or three of those a year and live very comfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, because if you're making 50 to 80 grand a flip, 
and you're only doing three, mm -hmm. then that's $150,000, $200,000 basically salary that for you to make in corporate America is almost unheard of. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you're in the oil and gas business and you've been in it for a long time or maybe the technology sector or whatever. But like a regular job doesn't pay that much. So, so why, why, um, why do you see uh, real estate investing for you to look like going forward? Um, this year has been very interesting because my original plan was to build my single family portfolio. And I did some furnished rentals for traveling nurses, so I have some experience with that now. And I really thought I was just going to continue to buy, I was going to try to scale to four rentals, like one a quarter, which is very comfortable for me to do. Um, but the way you value residential property is so different than commercial property. So I really want to get into commercial real estate. I was going to go into small multifamily um, and RV boat storage facility. Um, but I just, you know, the work is all about the same, uh, just a little bit more, but the process is so similar for single family versus commercial that I, I'm ready to, to make that leap. And it's scary, you know, I still have that fear. Um, but it, I mean, what is fear? It's just something. It's four letters. Yeah, it's just something in my mind. F -E -A -R. Yeah. You know, I, I just to tell you, don't be afraid, right? Just go. I'm so yeah. I I think I'm gonna stop buying a single family rentals. I'll continue to flip just for that cash coming in. I want to get better at wholesaling. Um, wholesaling I've got down. That's nice and easy. But I really want to get into commercial real estate, specifically like flipping commercial real estate for cash flow. Yes. Yeah. Long term. Yeah. Um, I want to look for deals the same way I look for houses. Um, it's all the same, just another number at the end or two. Um. So that's where I'm headed. And I looked at a couple of commercial properties last week. I'm looking at one today. <laughs> I'm Good. excited about. Good. So, so how do you differentiate what you're doing right now, like flipping maybe your rentals um, with the traveling nurses that you mention all the time? <laughs> and, and, the, and so you got flipping. Right now you're actively doing flipping the, the, your rentals and wholesale, a little bit of wholesaling, right? Mm-hmm. Which one is the easiest, which one is the hardest, and I guess which one is the more rewarding? Um, they're all hard in their own way. I would say flipping has the most risk, and it can be very scary because, you, like today, actually, I'm writing $7,000 in checks to my lender. Yeah. Um, so that part can be pretty tough. Uh, but it's really rewarding because you're actually creating a product and you're making something beautiful. So you kind of have that that satisfaction of right. seeing a finished product. Um, I really like wholesaling because it's exciting. You know, the ac I love the acquisition side. Um, I love to go out and get the deals. Um, but the other side of that is you're dealing with very distressed homeowners a lot of the time. And I'd like to be dealing with kind of a higher echelon of people which you're going to find in commercial real estate mm -hmm. um so they each have their pros and cons and in doing each thing even being a real estate agent or wholetailing you know it's interesting you'll start doing something and everything looks so pretty from a distance you know you can romanticize it and be like wow this is going to be amazing i can't wait to flip wholesale whatever and then you start doing it and you realize that the nuts and bolts are boots on the ground hard work dealing with all kinds of people and it's all about the same so I think once you realize that, it's just about aligning yourself with what you want to do the most. Right. Okay. And what do you want to do the most? Commercial real estate, of course. Commercial, which is <laughs> something you haven't done yet, right? 
you're about yeah. to break in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay. And what about your rentals? What What do you think about them? Like, well, they all have amazing 30-year low interest loans on them. Okay. So I'd like to hang on to them. I hear a lot of people saying right now is a great time to sell portfolios so you can be cash heavy for an upcoming recession. But I worked so hard on every one of those because each one was like the beginning, you know, and and so it was a lot of trial and error, a lot of mistakes, a lot of wasted money. So I'm I'm not really like ready to sell them yet. And they all have like three and four percent interest rates, too. So if I just hang on to those, those will do great. Um, But I'm not opposed to flipping it all into commercial. Got it. So you also have a Facebook group, right? Yes, I do. What is it called? Uh, I have a group called Women Real Estate Investors. Uh, you just go to facebook.com slash groups slash women investors. Um, I started that last year when I had JJ, and I was just home alone with him all day long, and I was lonely, and I kept searching for that group because I felt like it needed to exist, and it didn't exist. And I kept saying, oh, I should make this group, I should make this group, and then finally one day I just decided to do it. And it's got 2,500 members. Um, it's female only. So the boys get kicked out, um, and it's, it's fun. I mean, not to be cliche or anything, but like it's kind of a safe space because this is a very male-dominated industry. Yes. I went to military school. I get along great with the guys. I can handle it, but a lot of women get really intimidated trying to get into this field because it's so male-dominated. And they join these groups that are co-ed, you know, the, the city investor groups, um, and anything that gets put out there, questions and stuff, people just rag on you so this right. is like a place where women can share deals and find money and grow and ask questions and and it is not safe be scared. right so yeah it's a safe space they can go ask any questions it, there's no such thing as a dumb question or anything exactly like that. they're not going to get retaliated against for being a newbie yeah i've seen groups out there that people are just attacking each other over not knowing enough or asking mm-hmm. the wrong you know not there's no such thing as the wrong question but a newbie will go and say something fairly, you know, basic yeah. or ask a very basic question and then they just get bombarded uh, mm-hmm. by the so-called more experienced guys, right, or, or ladies. Um, so, And those are the ones that are brave enough to ask the question. Think about all the ones that aren't brave that enough are, that are watching them get thrown to the wolves. Right. Um, right. And I remember being that newbie. I remember in Wisconsin looking at the 713 group and going, man, these people are just tearing these people apart and being too scared myself to post. So this, I mean, and there's women in there, like, I know some women that own 400 houses, free and clear, like commercial properties, like they are in the upper echelons of real estate investing. And then you've got kind of middle of the road people like me, you've got newbies, it's a, it's a full mix. Good. So what was that group again? Women Real Estate Investors. Women in Real Estate Investors. And how do you like join? Like, um, Just go and join. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash women investors. Got some diamonds on it. It says women growing richer together. Okay. Um, yeah. Or you can hit me up. And Jackie um, Swaggerty on I, Facebook, right? Yeah, Jackie Swaggerty. You don't have a website yet? I do. Betteroff.com. Well, that's your home, home buying business. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So... So what are the, like, the weirdest things you've seen in, in your group, in your Facebook group? In my group? Yeah. Um, I don't know. We post a lot of funny memes and stuff. Um, we, There's that one meme we, going on right yeah. now with the girl and the cat. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know how many times I've seen that in the last um, month or so. We talk about guys, you know, about 
there's a lot of drama in the in the in the groups between really? men. Oh yeah, b between the men. So we like to make fun of the man drama oh, <laughs> in our group. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna have to get sneak uh, <laughs> take a sneak peek on it uh, yeah. one day. So now, do you post deals there? Oh yeah. I mean, that's part of the reason why I started the group. Um, it's getting a little out of control. We've got a lot of girls posting a lot of deals, so I'm trying to figure out a way to structure that. Um, I think I'd like to do some kind of map search where you can post your deals on a map, yeah. but I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. And are there any mentors in your group? Like yes. yes. We have a free mentoring program completely set up. We've got about a dozen mentors just on call. Um, I do mentoring for free for the girls in my group. Just last night I was on a call with a girl who's getting into property management. Um, and then just through Facebook, they'll message me and stuff. So um, I do it as much as my time will allow for, right. for no charge. Um, it's not it, it's not a business model I'm ready to implement yet. Um, I'm just too busy with my own business to actually be a paid coach of any yeah. sort. Um, but there's enough of us out there that we do a lot of just hand-holding and helping with the newbies. Good. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself going forward, like in the near future and maybe in 30 years from now? Well, I just learned about syndication, which was a foreign language for me up until about six months ago. And I started reading all the books on it and learning about it. Um, so doing a syndication for the RV boat storage facility. Which we're doing together, by yes. the way. So. Um, working with Jillian Sidoti, the crowdfunding lawyer on that. And um, I've learned about QRPs versus self-directed IRAs. Um, and I'm getting all set up with that. Um, so it's a learning process, and I love to learn. I love this, so it's it's my passion. It's easy. It's easy for me to want to do it. Yeah. Um, so moving forward, commercial real estate, I'd like to uh, market directly to owners and sellers of small multifamily and retail um, and commercial real estate, and try to build my portfolio. My my next step is going to be um, either 10 to 50 units in small multifamily. Preferably something like subject to or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm open to retail too, having looked at some retail now. Okay. Good. Well, we're coming to an end. So, Jackie, thank you so much for Yay. being here. Absolutely. I appreciate you. If you haven't subscribed, just go ahead and hit that button. Hit share, like. Uh, go on our channel on YouTube on the Renovated Riches Radio on uh, .com, which is back there. Or our YouTube channel, Google stitcher itunes give us five star reviews if you're giving us less let us know why and so we can improve this and uh, i'm looking forward to see you on the next one thank you so much again thank i appreciate you. you and i'm looking forward to if you're a lady out there in real estate investing you need to hit me up because i am looking for people like jackie who are actually <laughs> killing it out there uh she was killing it and she didn't think she was until she, <laughs> she told me exactly what she was doing i was like what you're doing what oh my god i can't believe this um, so uh, I'm looking for you guys out there. Uh, I love to have you here and uh, get to know you and so you can share your story with with our followers. And until then, we'll see you on the next one. Bye.